You're listening to Go Tell Lisa Podcast with Lisa Waldron, where each season has a series of 10 episodes filled with fun, interesting, and passionate conversation. Are you ready to listen to this week's episode? Okay, get ready, set, go! Hi guys, welcome back to Go Tell Lisa. I am Lisa Waldron. In today's episode, oops, in today's episode, I didn't, I wasn't sure, I don't, still don't know what to call it. I had on my list that I was going to call it the plague, um, but then I was like, um, plague, learn from it or learn from your past. Yeah. Learn from your past. Learn from the past. Learn from the past. In other words, um... One of my favorite TV shows um, is Little House on the Prairie. And um, the reason why it's one of my favorite um, TV shows is because I watched it from when I was little till now. But not only that, it encompasses so many things that you can take throughout your lifetime. Meaning that it's not something that, oh, it's particular for this generation or this time era. It's something that we all go through, through different eras, different time periods, and it affects everyone. There's always struggles in life. There's always hard times in life. And, and through it all, there's some comedy in there as well. So even though Little House on the Prairie is set in the... I want to say it's, um, is it 1800s or 1900s? It's way back when. But the point is that the reason why it's still showing today, even though it was filmed in the 70s, I want to say, um, into early 80s, is because, um, like I said, that you can, it relates to whatever. I mean, anyone can pick it up at any time and still watch it. And you want to know what the funny thing is? Is that my mother, um, <laughs> she knows I watch the show occasionally and, um, and she's like, oh, did you see this episode? And she just had to tell me one to two words and I can tell her what the episode is all about. But what's so funny is that she is watching the episode now. Like she started watching it now again because like i said through all all the struggles and everything there is some happy episodes and comedic episodes and fun ones it's not all because that's what life is guys life is not that serious all the time there's a little bit of laughter in there and my motto because i love to laugh is that if you cannot laugh at some of the things maybe i should maybe, maybe just put it this way if you cannot laugh in life, then I don't know who you are. I just don't know who you are. Who are you? Who are you? Listen, I'm a crybaby. I cry. And I and I come to realize that the reason why I cry is because I want to do something else and I and I can't. And especially in the workplace. I've cried at work. I know you're not supposed to, but I've cried. And it's not because I'm weak, because that's far from it. It's because sometimes you just feel like you just want to curse somebody out and, and 
or somebody take you by surprise and say something to you and you just want to go WTF and say what's really on your mind but it's like oh you need that coin and that paycheck but but here is the thing if there are days that I laugh and I think I've said this before that if you don't see me laughing then there is a problem or not even so much a problem like 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 something I guess there is a problem like because I have to laugh um, at some point or another um, just to make it go through but I have evolved and things have changed a little bit whereas I am so involved in my garden guys and one advice I would give anybody whether you have a house an apartment wherever you live if you can put your hand in the dirt or use a spade or shovel whatever you want to call it and dig up some dirt and plant something I don't know about you but it's so it just it just it just releases another endorphin I think to just make you forget about all that nonsense that would make you cry um, if the bills are packed up don't cry about it bills would always be there um, but we're in strange times right now right and I am not going to be um, like the news or whatever to say like a robot or to say the same thing we're in some, you know, I'm just going to say we're in some strange, crazy times right now. It's strange. But is it really strange? That's that's for a whole other episode. But the reason why I'm bringing up Little House on the Prairie is because I saw an episode not too long ago before season nine of my podcast started. And I was making a list of, um, you know... I knew this was, I knew this was, I knew this was gonna happen. I knew this was gonna happen and I do apologize for that. But um but basically um my son went out for a run and I thought he'd be gone for a long time but apparently he came back and anytime anyone comes to the house, you know, it's like uh who's that? Who's that? So I do apologize for that interruption. So Basically, the reason, um, so anyway, the episode came up before I was making my list of topics to discuss, and I was like, OMG, this is a perfect thing what's happening in Little House on the Prairie that will affect, or that's that we can look at and look at our past because. Um, you know, it really resonates to what's happening in the world right now. So if you guys are listening to this episode right now in the near future and you're probably wondering what on earth, just look at 2020. We're in 2020 and there's a COVID-19 or coronavirus. It's the same thing. And um, so pretty much it's a plague that's affecting the entire world. So the reason why I want to talk about this episode on Little House on the Prairie, because they had a couple of episodes like this, but this one particular, particularly was called Plagued. 
And basically, in the episode, um, people started getting sick. And they started dying off. And no, nobody can figure out um, what it is, what was happening. Nobody. And the one thing that the doctor of Walnut Grove, which is the little town that they live in, the one thing that he kept saying was, we need to find the source. We need to find the source. If he can know what the source is, maybe he can treat everyone better. And like I said, there have been a couple of episodes where they had some kind of play. Because I remember one time it had to do with the meat. You know, like, every, you know, these guys sold everyone like bad meat like they knew it was infected but yet they sold it and sold it at a low price to try and help and get money and people added of course they got sickness and die so anyway let me tell you a little about about this episode that's called plague on little house on the prairie so basically um you know they had a plague that was going on and I was like, oh my God, that's like what's happening here. And if you're learning from the past, this is what happened. So the plague was happening one by one, they noticed it. So the first thing the doctor said was, we, everyone stay at home. Does that sound familiar? Because right now we're all under quarantine and lockdown. They recently just lifted it, um, but we're still wearing masks. We're still wearing gloves. We're still hand sanitizing. Um, uh, millions of people are out of work. Millions of people have died. And the first thing he said in this episode was, hey, everybody, he addressed it in the, um, in the church service because church time is a time where everyone in the town, the majority of people come to service. So he figured that would be the best time to spread the news. Hey everyone, there is something going on. This one is sick, this one died, but we don't know what the source is, right? So until we know what the source is, I want everyone to stay at home. So basically, if we're in 2020 right now and we're looking at an old time TV show, right? It's pretty much the same thing. Stay at home until we can identify what the heck is going on, right? So once everyone was staying at home, um, Charles, who is the main character, Charles Ingalls, who's Paul, um, basically he ended up helping the doctor and um, he had to say like a sad farewell to his family to say, hey guys, I'm already exposed to whatever it is because I was helping out the dog, so therefore I can't come inside the house and you girls are going to have to take care of yourself. They couldn't come close to saying goodbye, hugging, kissing, whatever. Sounds familiar? So he went off to help on the premises that Yes, I too can get sick and die, but yet I'm helping to find out what's going on. And then he went to visit his friend, Mr. Edwards, his best friend in the show. And he was like, if anything, you know, like a man-to-man -man talk, 
if anything happens to me, make sure you take care of my girls. And he, you know, Mr. Edwards didn't know what was going on. Like, like, like it had reached like more and more people were dying. And, um, and he was like, oh, oh, police, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And he was like, no, man, I'm serious. If anything should happen to me, I want to make sure that you look up. And, and to me, I'm watching it and I'm like, Mr. Edwards is like, you don't really have to say this to me, bro, because I'm going to take care and look out for them anyway. You know what I mean? Because if you really are a little house on the prairie watcher, you would know that Mr. Edwards a long time ago had lost his wife and kids to some kind of disease um, or whatever. So here we are into the show. And basically, I think I love that word basically because I kind of say it a lot, basically. But basically, um, so the doc said um, that he went around after he announced it in church, he still went around to every farm. So can you imagine back then? It's like you're in a dire rush to notify and tell, give everyone an update because they didn't have cell phones. They didn't have internets back then. So he had to get into his horse buggy and drive, not drive, but ride to people homes. You know what I mean? And yet stay outside and like shout out the message outside the door, you know, like to them, you know, from a distance. So back then it was like social distancing, right? So that's why he needed the help. And then the reverend of the church got involved as well. And they were like, no, you're the reverend. And he was like, no, this is my work to do to help you guys. So then you have the doctor, Charles, and the reverend all trying to help. So then more and more people were complaining that they were sick and they were dying, but they still didn't know what the source was. So then the doc said, hey, we need to centralize all of these people. So we're going to make the church the, the headquarters, basically, of where they're going to um, contain all of these sick people. And that's pretty much why they were going around telling people that if you get sick or anything, come to the church. Then um, uh, Mr. Olson, who is a store owner, got roped in a little bit, just a little bit, because he had the ice, like, because he had a store, so he had the bulk of ice to help people, because once again, they didn't know what the source was, so it's like, kind of like, uh, put an ice on their body, because they were getting fevers and temperatures um, risen. Sound familiar? So it's kind of like, this is why you need to look to the past a little bit to what they did, right? So it wasn't until, guess what, guys? Mr. Edwards got sick. Like Charles was doing a run to some, to some people's home, and then he came back in the church and saw his buddy, and he was like, oh, my God, how did this happen? You know, and the doc was like, yeah, he came in not too long ago. So, you know, the show goes on and then, you know, he's, you know, he's by his buddy's side and he was talking. He was like, yeah, you know, I didn't get sick until, you know, the cornmeal I use and whatever. And then it hit him, Charles, the cornmeal. Did all these people have the cornmeal? And he's like, where did you get it? So they got it from this guy and then they went, Charles was like, I think that's the source. So then they went over there 
And then the dog said, the only way people can get this disease based on the symptoms is if rats were um, playing a part in it and come to find out that when they bust open the door, they found the owner dead and um, all the cornmeal had rats on it. So the only thing that they can do was to burn the place down to kill the disease. Now that they have identified the true source of the plague, they were able to treat the remaining people um, to a healthier state, but unfortunately some people had to die until they came to the fact that that was the true source. Kind of like today, right? There's so many things um, when COVID-19 started and everything, it was like, um, oh, it came from animals. Oh, it, it started in China. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. But to me personally, because I don't watch the news, but I do have tidbits, alerts, and hearing from other people, the way that it sounded to me, guys, they still don't know what the true source is. I think the reason why they change it from coronavirus to COVID-19 is that they kind of like identify this as like 19 different um, diseases or stuff going on or whatever. They still don't know what the true source is. There's so many people thinking it's 5G towers. This one is thinking it's this, this one is thinking that. In other words, guys, if we're trying to learn from the past, the source, the true source has not been identified or if it has been identified, they're not letting everyone know. So that was the episode of Little House on the Prairie. Just to give you a little snippet into, I was like, wow, look at that. An old episode similar to what's going on now. So then... I have family members um, and some other people who have posted that the same thing that we're going through right now in 2020 that's affecting the world actually happened um, back in 1918. There was a history of a flu pandemic and I'm actually reading from the CDC, which is a lot of the information in 2020 that the news media all these outlets and everyone, the government, everyone is getting from their information from is from CDC, which is the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. They're getting a lot of their information from there. So anyway, I'm on their site and to, to tell you guys, in case you weren't aware of this 1918 flu pandemic that occurred way back then, right? Because I had another family member, shout out to Maxie, who posted a picture um, of people at a game, I think it was a baseball game, um, some kind of um, sports game back in 1918 when this happened, um, of them all at the game wearing masks, right? Just like what we're doing now, but the ball games are not back. Even though stuff is open, like slowly reopening, people are still not, some stores are not opening because we're going to be in close proximity of each other. There's a lot of things that are still not open or it's going to take a time for it to open. But then again, you have to remember there's still millions of people out of work as well, right? So, because once again, the true source has not been identified. So back in 1918, there was an influenza pandemic, right? Um, that broke out back then. Now remember, 
the technology, everything that we have now, they didn't have, I would say 98% of the stuff we have now, they didn't have it back then. And it was caused back then by an H1N1 virus with genes of avian origin. So it sounds to me like they identified what the source was. Although there was not universal consensus regarding where the virus originated, it spread worldwide during 1918 to 1919, a whole year. So let me just take a pause for a second and tell you what, what I said. When this thing first happened in March, right? I said to us, I, I know I said it before on the past couple of episodes, but I'll say it again in case this is your first time listening to this episode. I said, this thing will be over by June. Then the president of the United States, Trump said, oh, um, you know, at first they didn't recognize, you know, or took it serious or whatever. But then when it started getting serious, that he said something like August. So then when he said August, I said, you know what? I don't think it's going to be to the end of the year. Here we are right now, getting ready. We're at the ending, coming close to the ending of May of 2020. And we're getting ready to go into June. And it's still going on. And so then I changed my tune and I said, maybe in 2021, around May, June, we'll see things get back to normal. And it's funny that I said that because when I first heard about this 1918 pandemic, like um, a while back, one thing that stuck up, stood out for me is that there is a survivor that they interviewed, right? And the guy said that it took them four years. Now, remember, they don't have the technology and have the stuff. So it was back horse and carriage buggy time. So it took them four years to recover kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like to feel like they were back to back to normal. So here is the thing. I started thinking about this the other day. I'm not even going to say back to normal because obviously all of this is happening for a reason. Um, because the way we all were carrying on in this world and going after the wrong things and the way we treat people and everything, and people want to get back to that, that's normal. No, that's not normal. So I want to say that I'm not going to say that we're going to get back to a state of normalcy. I want to say that we're going to get back to a better place. That's what I'm saying. So anyway, um, so that originated in 1918 to 1990. In 1919, in the United States, it was first identified in the military personnel in spring of 1918. It's so funny because they said that it originated, um, what's happening right now, the COVID-19 in China. And now, um, back then it had originated in the United States. Um, um, so back then it was like one third of the population were infected and, um, I'm just skipping through as I'm reading it to you. And the mortality rate was high in people younger than five years old. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine that all newborns to five years old were dying? Um, and 20 to 40 year olds and 65 and older. Hmm. The high mortality 
the high mortality in healthy people, including those in the 20 to 40 year age range, um, was a unique feature in this epidemic. Interesting. 20 to 40. Wow. So then they showed pictures and they have pictures um, and they have some milestones and what have you as far as how they got over it. But, um, but, but here is the interesting thing. I'm going to read this paragraph word for word. While the 1918 H1N1 virus has been synthesized and evaluated, the properties that made it so devastating are not well understood with no vaccine to protect against influenza infection and no antibiotics to treat secondary bacterial infections that can be associated with the influenza infections. Control efforts worldwide were limited to non-pharmaceutical in interventions such as isolation, quarantine, good personal hygiene, use of disinfectants, and limitations of public gatherings, which were applied unevenly. So I'll say it again. In order to control it, they had to have isolation. Remember in Little House on the Prairie, they isolated them by telling them to stay home. Quarantine, pretty much stay home. Good personal hygiene, like what's happening now. We have to wash our hands more and more, um, you know, bathe, you know, take care of ourselves, use disinfectants like um, hand sanitizers, soap, um, disinfectant sprays, and limitations of public gatherings. In other words, social distancing, which were applied unevenly. So that's what they did. So I think um, this is why it's good to document um, stuff that's going on in the world, in your life, in your family, um, because you never know when you're going to need that back information. And like I said, it's stuff for you to learn from the past because it's, it's just so interesting that um, that happened in 1918 and here we are, you know, life is a circle and I say that we don't get stuck in the past and stay there and not live our own lives in the, and be present. But yes, you do need to know your history. When I was a little girl, I loved the history of my family as far as I wanted to know how we're related, who's related to us. Like, I remember, like, I want to say anywhere between nine and 12, I, my grandfather was like trying to teach me, our family's so big, and he was trying to teach me um, his family, what their names were, who their kids were. And it was, like I said, imagine that at that age. And these are people you haven't even met some of them, and just trying to remember their names. And um, just trying to document it. And I think I had some paper at one time where I had some other people. It's kind of like a root situation going on. Like I was trying to document it. But guess what? The paper that I had was like 1990 something computer paper that um, 
I remember I didn't have black ink. My son was a little, so it was typed on yellow ink or something. So, you know, with paper and some documentation, it fades. I don't even know what that paperwork is. Um, lots of people have passed away since then. So along with that knowledge and that information, but I do remember a lot of it. Um, it's sad that a lot of people in the family, um, and that's okay. And that's okay. Are not that interested in the history because they figure they're never going to see that person or know that person. But it's also interesting that my son is taking on a little bit of it and want to know a little bit as well. Guys are so different than girls, I tell you. And, um, but that's where we are guys. I, I thought it was fascinating when I was watching the show, hearing about the 1918 pandemic, and I'm sure there was other pandemics, but, um, but these are pandemics that pandemics that affected the entire world. And if you look at the contrast between 1918 and now, what has really changed? Other than technology, there's more people, um, there's quicker ways of getting the word out and stuff like that. Um, we still can tighten up a little bit. Like the one thing I do recognize is that I think learning from this current epidemic plague is that we should always have like a hefty supply of sanitizers i think i think the personal hygiene part i think the the mask should be a everyday part of our life or have a stock load of it i think just like how they sell band-aids I think that needs to be incorporated in the Band-Aid packets. Whoever is out there making it and listening to my podcast, the whole first aid kit kind of thing, I think needs to be revamped to include all of these things and not so much Band-Aids, but to include more masks and more hand sanitizers and more stuff like that. Um, just my thought, um, it probably will come to fruition. Somebody will probably listen and make it and rethink. I think we're all going to rethink, um, how we do things. And I think this same situation is going to happen again in the near future. And they're going to be looking at us and they're going to be looking at 1918 and 2020. They're going to be looking to say, Oh, look, there's similarities here, but how can we do it a little bit better? It's always room for improvement in everything, but it's also good to look at the past, um, learn from it, prepare for it, and, and follow it to some degree. Meaning that if everyone had followed it to the T um, right at the beginning, I don't think it would have stretched out that long because now you have two cases, you have examples and you see what works and what not work. I'm not a doctor. I'm just observing. And it's just the logic of how we think and do things to say, you know, Hey, this work, why not do it? And while you're doing it, that's when you can improve and do better. I hope 
hope this was interesting to you guys. I'm sorry I'm posting it late. And remember that you're listening to Go Tell Lisa Podcast with Lisa Waldron, where you can find a new episode each Friday for 10 weeks. Then Lisa takes a three-week break, followed by a brand new season with 10 episodes. Go Tell Lisa Podcast can be found on any podcast app by typing in Go the number 10 L-I-S-A. That's all one word. G-O-1-0 L-I-S-A. Go Tell Lisa Podcast with Lisa Waldron can be found on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple, any podcast app. Just type in Go Tell Lisa Podcast and you can catch up on old episodes as well as current episodes. Be sure to tell a friend and give a rating and subscribe. Guys, I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. Until we talk next time, peace, love, and be safe. Bye.